Hello and welcome to the Waste of Web Space podcast, episode 17. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. Excellent. So here we go again. Uh, this podcast is entitled The First Annual Wowskers, which we will come to very shortly. It is awards season, so we're basically going to have our own awards today. We are. It is, as you say, it is awards season. Also, this is the first podcast we're doing where we are using our own microphones. Yeah, we're not sat next to each other anymore, practically yeah. on each other's knees. Um, but that's good because we've both come dressed uh, for the occasion, with it being our annual Wowskers, uh, tuxedos, um, suits, shirts, proper, you know, all done properly. Yep, we're not wearing any of those. <laughs> <laughs> no, instead I've got my uh, Superman and I think it's I think it's Iron Man. I think. I don't know. What's what's the bloke called on... What's the superhero called who wears red and he's got Spider-Man. like a... No, he's got... No, not him. Um, he wears red and he's got like a, a lightning bolt on him. Um, I've, I don't know. How would I know that? You know, normally I give you some homework. Yep, go and find <laughs> that one out. So it's a, it's a superhero who, who's got red on it. He's he dressed in red and he's got like... He's almost got lightning bolts for ears and a lightning bolt on his chest. Where Superman's got a Superman sign on his chest, obviously. There's your homework, Fisher. Okay. Episode 17, though. So, you know, we're, we're doing pretty well. We're getting there. Uh, we've done eight podcasts since we've started podcasting again. So we're nearly up to doing the same amount that we did first time around until we went on our hiatus. So we must have a celebration uh, next time. Um, anyone we want to mention at this stage? Um, uh, anything at all we want to mention? Anyone we want to give a shout-out to? No, I can think of. We advertised Budweiser beer last time, didn't we? Yeah, oh, nothing um, at all. No, no retweets whatsoever. No retweets from them at all, um, which is fairly pleasing because if we'd have had to drink that beer time and time again, we'd have been a bit annoyed, really, wouldn't we? We would, yeah. Um, and we've got as own. We've got. Well, you're still doing Dry January, aren't you? Attempting to. So you're going to be on the coffee today, and I'm going to be on uh, Timothy Taylor's, which um, is a bit. It's a Championship beer, it says on it. So I don't know whether I don't know what the Premiership beers taste like. Uh, definitely not like the Budweiser Prohibition that we had last week, I think, is probably what a premiership beer doesn't taste like. The championship beers are, um, are subject to financial fair play regulations, <laughs> so they're not able to spend too much on certain amounts of beer. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. We, we, we can only try it and uh, see what it's like. I believe it's Timothy Taylor Landlord, isn't it? That's right, yeah. So I'm not sure what Timothy Taylor's Landlord was so made him so good at brewing beer. Who knows? <laughs> Um, anyway, maybe it was before. That, so, so technically, they're, they're admitting to be in a second division, uh, or you know, second division beer. Is that right? Because a championship second division. Uh, well, the old second division that became division one, and then now the championship. But it's a good job that's not confusing, isn't it? Yeah. But anyway, we've got coming up on the show. We've got the apology of the week. Uh, we've got our new feature, which is called joke. We should have done last episode. Uh, we've got the in the news section. Jimbo's going to be doing the Wowskers, and uh, I've got the irregular feature this week, which is going to be another quiz. So it's time for Apology of the Week. Um, can I go and get my beer while you apologise? Uh, you can do, um, because I have a very heartfelt apology. Uh, and last week I spoke about doing Dry January, uh, but unfortunately on Saturday night I fell at the, not the first hurdle, to be fair, I'd already done a fair amount of non-drinking, but I did, unfortunately, have one pint of lager on Saturday night whilst out in a public house. Um, I can only apologise for this. Um, However, it was the kind of occasion where we were out in a pub, uh, there was a musician on, we were enjoying ourselves, we were having a nice time, they were selling ice-cold Heineken out of frosted glasses that had been put in the fridge beforehand and were really cold and nice, and tasted amazing, so I thought, I'll tell you what, I'm going to have one pint of that after I've had my pint of Diet Coke first. Um, and so I apologise for that. 
Uh, I can confirm that since that, I have not had a single drop of alcohol. Um, so he's, I think he, I'm he's even okay. brought his own Dolce Gusto coffee pods around with him tonight. Um, and I've just got up, and this that might be the, the it, not many podcasts do that. Where when one of the hosts just gets up, walks out of the room, goes to get a beer, a glass, uh, my the bottle opener. I've lost the, the kitchen bottle opener. Been missing for quite a while now. Um, Fortunately, Jim Bowers a bottle opener in the bathroom, the bedroom. <laughs> well, no, the, the conservatory. The only place I've got a bottle opener is on my keys, my actual house keys, which were in the door. So I've had to walk out of here through the living room into the hallway, into the door, and get my keys to open my bottle of beer while you've had to keep rabbiting on about whatever you were apologising about. Yep, so in spite of having... What were you apologising about? Do you want a beer? Uh, I do not want a beer. I'm not <laughs> drinking beer. I've, I've fallen for that already. Um, so instead, I'm going to watch Jimbo drink some beer. Well, maybe by then, will we will we possibly possibly be able, will we be out of January by the time we do the next Wow's podcast? Uh, I'm not too sure. I hope so. Possibly. So it is um, time for. Um, joke we should have done last week, our new feature. Uh, should, do, should we have a little? Do we have a little? Do we need a little laugh for that? <laughs> it's a bit sinister that one, yeah. actually, isn't it? That wasn't a little laugh, I wouldn't say. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> thing is, now your your joke needs to be as good as as that person was <laughs> laughing. So, a lot for- of pressure. Fortunately, after Joker stabbed that person, so it was uh, it was all right. Um, so. It's obviously we listen back to the podcast after uh, you know recording it. We don't really do a huge amount of planning, hence Jimbo leaving the podcast arena for thirty seconds to go and get a bottle opener for his beer and all that sort of stuff. Um, however, it is noticeable that the two bits that we have done have actually been from fairly pre-prepared bits where we've got information pre-planned already. But never mind. Um, so Jimbo is going to play in the piece of audio footage, and I'm going to tell the joke that we should have told last week. Forty-nine um, percent of people lost weight. Um, although to be fair, forty-nine percent of people sorry, forty-nine percent of people is less than half. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure whether they should be showing off that less than half. That sort of suggests that 51% of people either gained weight or didn't lose anything. So just to give that a bit of context, that was about the facts about dry January and how 49% of people... 49% of people lost weight, which meant that 51% of people didn't lose weight, or as Nigel Farage would call it, the overwhelming majority. Okay then, so on to in the news, and uh, yeah, what, what's been going on in the news, Fisher? Uh, Ant has split from his partner. Oh, poor so, Deck. I know, no more Ant and Deck. <laughs> Can you believe it? Although if ITV are looking for two new hosts in a partnership, uh, not that kind of partnership, to present their Saturday night programmes and primetime output, then obviously look no further than us two. We've got our own microphones. And we're not married, so we won't have to have a divorce. Exactly. Uh, but apparently... Th- that's... Not married to each other, that is. Yes, so we are both married, so if our wives listen to this, we are married. To you too. Um, that might just make, make a lot of people tune out now. Now they know we're married. I'm not listening to them anymore. They're taken. It could be probably yeah. not. <laughs> Do you think people listen to it thinking, "What amazing voices those two men have got"? <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. Um, but Ant has actually split from his wife, um, Lisa Armstrong. Is that right? Or am I just making a name up there? Or would it? Would it? Was it not Lisa McPartlin? That would make a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah. Armstrong might have been a maiden name. She might have been a modern lady. Yeah. Keep her own name. Yeah, Armstrong is probably the name she's going to be using again Mc- fairly soon. McPartlin Armstrong's quite a, a long double barrel name as well. It is, yeah. Um, so that's that's happened. So obviously very sad to hear for uh, for Ant and, and his wife. 
Um, also, we've got the Virgin... Uh, having mentioned about train prices and how expensive it was last week, Virgin Trains have decided to take action. Do you know what they've done? Go on. Banned the sale of the Daily Mail. Right, okay, fair enough. Um, which is quite an odd, uh, odd move. Uh, apparently, a lot of employees of Virgin Trains were complaining about the content of the Daily Mail, so they decided not to sell it anymore. Well, there you go. Um, which is quite an unusual uh, move. I suppose I can only assume that the people who banned it have never actually been to a train station and realised there's a WH Smith at every single <laughs> train station which will sell you a copy of the Daily Mail. Yeah, well, and, and, and on sort of transport as well as uh, trains, you've got problems with sort of planes as well because uh, I saw today in the news that Heathrow Airport um, may be having to reduce the size of its uh, controversial third runway. So there was there's all, been all sorts of things considered, apparently, by, by cutting down the other runways. When you actually think, well, if you wanted an extra runway, but then you're going to start chopping down the others, what was the point in the first place? <laughs> uh, can you imagine them saying that, oh, we have eventually made that third runway. We've managed to piss off everyone who lives in the local area. Oh, by the way, it doesn't even work properly. And they're, they're even considering, um, basically, uh, ch- chopping some of the road out as well. So the road that's nearby, a busy road, I think it might be the M25, something like that. They're on about putting that under a tunnel instead. But ima- you know, imagine the traffic that's going to cause, and then delays, and then people missing the plane as a result <laughs> of the delays. Not going to make people happy, is it? It isn't. Uh, we've also got the news this week that the Royal Warrant was removed from the company that made the royal family's bras and provided their bra fitting service. Oh, right, okay. Uh, for a number of years, uh, one lady had uh, provided a bra fitting service to the Queen, the Queen Mother and Princess Margaret, uh, and she decided to release a book uh, that was called Storm in a Decup. Right, okay. Uh, although Is it a bit of a, a, a tell-all tale about the... Um, about the upper regions of of the royal family, um, it could well be. I haven't I haven't read it, including uh, Prince Philip and Prince Charles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I, I'm not sure if she did underpants as well. Mm. Hopefully not. That's a terrible image, to be fair. Um, although she claimed that there was no actual um, sort of content in there that would be in any way embarrassing or too personal towards the royal family. But you know what? I can't help notice. The book's called Storm in a Decup. Right. Is that not quite a clear indication <laughs> that there is one vital bit of information that's actually been given out there? Because it could have all it could have easily been called B Cup, C Cup. Yeah, it's, it, the whole thing is it rhymes with teacup. Right, okay. And both the letters B, C, D, and E. Right, and even G. It, although I don't think um, I don't believe the Queen is that busty uh, to be a G cup. Oh, I, I've been trying to think of, just while you've been talking, I'm trying to think of some uh, boob-related jokes. But to be honest, I'm I'm not very good at I'm not very good at telling. I was thinking if there's a saggy jo- saggy boob joke out there, I could tell. But to be honest, no good at him. So, uh, my wife's very good at telling saggy boob jokes. Uh, she'd wipe the floor with them. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately for this company, everything has gone tits up. <laughs> um, anything else to add? We've got, oh yeah, and uh, we've got the Tory MP, haven't we? Uh, we've got a Tory MP, Ben Bradley. Um, and he, uh, we mentioned uh, a few podcasts ago, uh, Jared O'Mara, the Sheffield MP, who had written information on a forum website, and it was still there, and it was a bit embarrassing to him. Uh, well, a Tory MP called Bren Bradley had previously written a blog post where he suggested that unemployed people should have vasectomies. Um, obviously, everyone's got their own opinions on that. Well, 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 my opinion is that maybe we should uh, we should have Tory MPs have vasectomies <laughs> to stop giving birth to more Tory MPs. Uh, that, was, that, that would be a very good <laughs> idea, to be fair. Although I can't help think, what would happen if I was unemployed, had a vasectomy, and then I went and got a job? Uh, would they pay for a reversal for it? Which I believe is a very difficult procedure. I'd be a bit annoyed, really, if the day after <laughs> having a vasectomy, uh, I went and got that particular particular job, especially if the job was as a sperm donor or something like that. Um, and 
I, I did notice though because I read this story this morning on the BBC News website. And you know when you scroll down on the BBC News website mm. and you get to the bottom of an article, it says what other articles there are that kind of link into that particular person around that same subject. Yeah. Have a guess what the next article was about this particular fella. So it was about him. About him. Um, so he's, he's, he's potentially done something else. So did he, had he, I, I did see a story about a Tory MP falling asleep in uh, the House of Lords the other day. Uh, that wasn't him. That wasn't him. Um, <laughs> so it's not him. No, not the right one there. Just think it would have been perfect then to run up and do a vasectomy for him, really. Um, <laughs> maybe that's what was going on. Maybe it, maybe, maybe he just had one and, and it, the effects still weren't quite wearing off. This anaesthetic was still there. I hope they do it under I think anaesthetic. it was Ken Clark that was t- It was a different MP, weren't it, who fell asleep? Uh, yes, I, I can't remember. Was, I think it was Ken Clark who was talking. Uh, yes, and it was the person sat behind who fell asleep. I can't remember exactly who it was, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but the, the next story about uh, Ben Bradley was a headline that said, Young Tory MP wants to fix Tory image problem. Oh, well, he's, not, he's, 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 do, he's doing all right so far. Yeah, I can't help but think that... If by, by, by the Tories, he's probably doing a quite good job, to be fair. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, he's very much keeping up uh, with with what uh, is expected of Tory MPs, I suppose. Uh, is there anything else in the news you can think of? Well, and before you move before you move on, this is just another example of how um, the people you can trust less with the internet tend to be um, politicians. Again, we we say this every single week, don't yeah. we? Every single week, a politician's in the news for doing something stupid online, having to delete tweets and backtrack and all that kind of thing. Why is it always them? It, 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 it's, they should, just shouldn't have the internet at all. Maybe that's the best way to go. I don't know. Yeah, if you have any political ambitions. <laughs> What you should do now is go and switch your computer off. Turn off the router. Yep. Just read the newspaper. If you want to speak to people, telephone them. If you've got an opinion, keep it to yourself. You'll be fine. Or just fall asleep in Parliament and then nothing bad can happen. Yeah. <laughs> Stay off your Twitter. Um, but yeah, there was one more of a story that I uh, spotted. And this was, uh, it was today actually, um, about a story about a, a man who, um, a man who's bomb hooks. Um, he did a bomb hooks to Weatherspoons to stop his wife having a good night out. To be fair, if you go in Weatherspoons, you very rarely have a good night out. <laughs> um, this didn't happen in Hawaii, did it? No, 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 it didn't. No, uh, it was in Minehead, where, wherever. I'm not 100 percent sure where uh, the Jew. Sure, you don't mean Maidenhead? No, my, he said my, the. Oh no, is it the the pub was called the Duke of Wellington in Minehead, Somerset. So there it is in Somerset, uh, and it lost 840 pounds in takings because of the uh, bomb threat hoax. Just because this man wanted to stop his wife from going out and uh, having a nice time. He worked two jobs, apparently, was his... Uh, uh, one, <laughs> one was as a Tory MP and the other was a Tory town councillor, was it? Is that right? <laughs> Possibly, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I, mean, I, suppose it, it, I suppose it worked. Um, but I don't, think it's a good, <laughs> I don't think it's a good suggestion for other people to do the same sort of thing. Uh, now, do, do, do we get any feedback on whether she had a good night out or not? I, I'm not sure, but um, yeah, uh, I, I, I'm not sure. She might have just gone to another pub. <laughs> uh, well, yes, that would make sense. <laughs> That's what probably what I'd do anyway, so. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The first annual Wowskers are about to begin.
So, welcome to the first annual Wowskers. Now, it is award season, isn't it, Fisher? It's award season. It is. We had the, was it the Golden Globes a few days ago? Yeah, we've got um, all sorts of different things taking place. And, I mean, uh, they, they all wore the sort of black, didn't they, at the Golden Globes? I, I, often, I think I saw one lady who didn't wear black. I think she wore bright red or something like that. I'm not exactly sure why she did that, but I remember seeing that on the on the news after the Golden Globes. Anyway, I don't know if you remember seeing that. Uh, I didn't. I don't particularly <laughs> pay too much attention to what people are, uh, are wearing and what, uh, what's happening. They, they, on all the red wore, they all wore black because of the um, the stuff that's been going on in Hollywood. It was a bit of a, a sort of statement about uh, you know about what's been going off in Hollywood and all that kind of thing. Did the person who was wearing red clash with the red carpet so no one could see her in any of the pictures? <laughs> Potentially, we've got a red carpet though, and we're we're all dressed very smart. I'm in my Superman and the superhero that I don't know who it is uh, pajama bottoms. I'm not in Jimbo Superman pajama <laughs> bottoms. <laughs> They're probably big enough for us both to fit in. To be fair, um, but yeah, I thought we'd do some um, awards because it's a award season and we need to have our own awards especially now we are such a well-established podcast 17 whole episodes done we need to have an award ceremony of our very own 17 episodes in just under five years uh, (laughs) averaging around four episodes a year but we've done better. No, but we've we've up the we've up to the game now. It's going to take a while to bring that average, uh, make that a better average, I suppose. But you know, we're working on it. Um, so uh, yeah, we've, we're doing some awards. So I've got various uh, categories. Um, and first of all, I want to talk about the worst, the award, the, the awards for worst alerts. Okay. So Fisher. Uh, this, this, uh, well, re- very recently, um, there was a bit of an issue, weren't there? I think um, there was uh, in Hawaii they had a bit of an issue with their um, missile alert system. Yeah, and it's a bit, a bit strange that we were talking last week about Donald Trump accidentally pressing his nuclear button and testing it, and the person who set off the nuclear alarm in, oh, sorry, the warning missile alarm in Hawaii apparently was doing a bit of training and accidentally pressed the button that put it into active mode. Do you think they'd been listening to our podcast and wanted to know if things worked and thought, we've never tried this? Could well uh, have been. I'm not sure if we're popular in Hawaii yet. <laughs> uh, we, have well, a, we have been listening to in Vietnam. We are. We've been, we've, we've been listening. Um, we seem to be very popular in Brazil as well. Do we? Um, well, I know it was, it was in Vietnam. Love a Brazilian. Just Scott, um, who lives in Hong Kong, but recently has listened to us in Taiwan. I think now he's listened to us in Vietnam. So, hello, Scott. Um, quite what he's doing in Vietnam, I'm not too sure. <laughs> But yeah, these uh, this these missile uh, alert systems. So it, it it basically warned everybody that a missile was incoming, and uh, it, it wasn't, and it scared people, and it put a few people about, didn't it? I think it did. Um, they've now put in new procedures. So um, if someone presses the alert, it has to be confirmed by someone else. It needs two people to basically send the alert. So let's just hope they've not got two morons who work there and <laughs> would do that. Uh, and then the next um, alerts, uh, the next nomination for worst alerts is the London bus alerts. Have you heard about this one? Uh, I briefly heard about it. I think, does it tell people the bus is about to start moving to make sure they don't fall backwards? Yeah, but the problem with it is it waits and it, when, it's when the bus is moving that it starts to warn people that the bus is about to move. So people are already on the bus, already probably nearly fell over, and then get warned that the bus is about to move. Right, okay. And so it's been ridiculed a little bit online and so on, um, people having a bit of a laugh about the London bus alerts that don't really work very well. Surely simply the fact they have to do it in the first place is stupid enough. I mean, people don't <laughs> get onto a bus and think, I'll tell you what, I'm really enjoying just sitting here. I mean, I could sit on the park bench, but instead the bus is fine. No, it's not going to move anywhere. I know where I am. I've always thought, do you know the, you know the bus conductors? Do you think they like, you know, what what do they walk like in in sort of like real life? Do you think they've this, they're that, you know, and train conductors are the same. They have to walk in on a train. You have to walk a certain way, don't you? you have yeah. To sort of hop. You you can't you can't just walk normally. I wonder if they if their walk is generally affected 
yeah. in, in general. I don't know, I think you wobble while they walk and have to like, yeah, grab like, all the things to make sure they don't yeah, fall so over. In that living room, they might get up to go and get the TV remote and they're holding on to all the furniture or something. I'm not <laughs> sure. Um, so yeah, that's the London bus alerts. And then the final um, alerts that is up for nomination, that is being nominated for a Wowska for worst alerts, is Prue Leaf spoiler alerts. Yes, Which... of course, she was in Bhutan, wasn't she? She's probably seen my mate Scott, to be fair. He might have been there at that, <laughs> uh, that particular point. And she got confused with the time zones and revealed who'd won the bake-off. So uh, she needs a better spoiler alert, basically. Yeah, basically to do a spoiler alert after the thing has uh, <laughs> been on TV. Well, again, just don't say anything. Yeah. It's usually the best way. Or what she should have done is just be sensible and announce the wrong winner, which is <laughs> very much the theme of last year anyway. Yeah. So which one should we go with? Well, it's not up to us. It's, it's up to the loyal listeners who have been voting all week in their thousands. <laughs> okay. Uh, unfortunately, the majority couldn't vote, sadly, <laughs> or were deemed ineligible, so the actual total... Well, they didn't register in time, did they? So yeah. anyway, uh, let's have a drum roll then. So... The first annual Wowskers. The nominations for Worst Alert are Hawaii's Missile Alert, London Bus Alerts, and Leaf's Spoiler Alerts. And the winner is... <laughs> Hawaii's Missile Alert! Hey! You, you can have this shiny trophy. Take this trophy home with you. Okay. Uh, I, I dearly hope that the person who wins it doesn't sort of try and text... His wife to say thank you very much and accidentally fire out another sp- uh, another alert saying there's a missile that's gonna <laughs> gonna affect people. Uh, next, then we're on to the be- the award for best international haircuts in politics. So uh, three people up for this award. Um, now it's up to you whether you think two of them should be just grouped together. Um, <laughs> but we've got Kim Jong Un. And uh, his his haircut's so popular that everybody in North Korea has also got the same haircut, apparently. Although I'm not sure how uh, how you know whether whether that's a suggested haircut or a forced haircut. Uh, I'm led to believe that there was a hairdresser just around the corner from the North Korean embassy in London, and they were offering a Kim Jong Un style haircut. And the people from the uh, North Korean embassy went there and told them to stop offering it. Oh, right, okay. And, and banned them from doing that, <laughs> apparently. Not Fair that enough. they're actually in their own country, but yeah, I, I didn't realise they were actually allowed to do that in foreign countries. They said they didn't want people imitating Kim Jong-un's haircut. Quite who on earth would actually want to imitate Kim Jong-un's <laughs> haircut. It's, it's a completely different thing. Uh, the next nomination is Donald Trump. Um, well, I think that's anticipated, to be fair, isn't it? <laughs> and the, Does he mean to have that hair? Uh, I think so. There was is, He had his annual medical um, recently, and it transpired that he'd grown an inch, uh, and it was a bit taller than people expected. But you think if he gets that hair to spike up, then probably he can grow an extra sort of seven or eight inches, surely. <laughs> and he's he's very, very uh, protective over his hair, isn't he? He he likes his hair, really does like his hair. Yeah, As you should, anyone at that age should like the hair. He paid Still a fortune for it. it. He did, yeah. <laughs> um, is, is that the hair on his head or the one that he's got in a shoebox at home? <laughs> well, I did. I saw uh, I saw an image this week of him getting on a plane um, in the rain. <laughs> did you see this picture? I, I didn't see it, but I can imagine what that would look uh, getting like. Getting on a plane in the rain, holding. Uh, he was getting on with his family. And uh, his wife is what's his wife called uh, again? Melania, but he has to ask that same question as well. <laughs> um, yeah, he was getting on the plane, and, and the umbrella he was holding was over him, and his, <laughs> his wife and I think it was child was uh, were, were sort of getting very wet in the rain, and he was just holding the umbrella over him, making sure that hair was was not going to get wet. <laughs> it looked like a wet dog, and yet his son, his heir, yeah. was getting wet. <laughs> Um, yeah, so maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe that's what they shouted. So keep your keep your hair dry, and, and he, he got the, yeah he, he, the wrong one. Could uh, well have been. But anyway, uh, we've got uh, the next the, the final one is Boris Johnson. Now, do we just group him with the same one as Donald Trump? They've 
practically got the similar sort of haircut. Very similar blonde, scruffy haircut. Uh, well, that's said Trump's role isn't scruffy, is it? I suppose it takes a lot of care over it, you would have <laughs> think, as where Boris is, is more scruffy. So, yeah, probably actually quite different. So, one's, one's sort of Trump in the morning, one's Trump later in the day when he's done his hair. Yes, yeah. Uh, do you want to know who won this uh, the, the, the award then? So, let's go, for, let's go for it, shall we? Find out who won this particular um, award on this occasion then. So... <laughs> The Wowskers first annual awards for the best haircut in international politics. Nominations Kim Jong-un, Donald Trump and Boris Johnson. And the winner, Kim Jong-un. Yes, so maybe uh, barbers around the UK will be, uh, again, just like the one in London that you mentioned, will be getting ready to offer people a Kim Jong-un haircut because we have made it the award-winning haircut in international politics here on the Wowskers. Maybe we should get a commission for it. Yeah, take a small cut. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, next one then. We've got on to the next one now. Um, this one is for the best, what the bloody hell are they doing there, live <laughs> performance. And we've got a few people nominated here. So first of all, you look back to the last summer, Jeremy Corbyn at Glastonbury. So I was going to do like a music award and put certain musicians up for an award for, you know, best live act and all that kind of thing. And I think he actually headlined Glastonbury in a weird way, didn't he? He was one of the main <laughs> the main, the main, main acts on. I think he certainly attracted quite a large audience there. And, uh, and that showed at the polls um, in the election not too long afterwards. Um, I don't think he's sung anything now, did he? Did, did, did Theresa May go to any festivals? Uh, probably not. She probably went to the Wheatfield Smashing <laughs> Festival or something like that. She, might, she could have showed up on Disney on Ice. I'd like to see her uh, skate on to, to the Disney on Ice uh, events that they hold around the UK. That'd have been entertaining. Um, She's likely to have slipped up. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, she is. Um, but then claimed that she was strong and stable and continued <laughs> to skate fine without any, any major problems. I can imagine that the stadium that she may have been in may have collapsed and her uh, partner may have broken his leg and unfortunately the substitute partner that she had possibly uh, fell over and got impaled on the ice skate that uh, Theresa May was um, <laughs> wearing and that meant that uh, it was unfortunately sp- you know, splayed open and uh, covered in blood uh, but <laughs> Theresa May would probably still claim it went fairly well. <laughs> uh, and then we've got Donald Trump in the White House. Yeah, I we, we we still don't know how how and why he's there. Yeah. Nobody can explain that, and people are still asking the questions: how, why, who, a TV star, what? Yeah. The Russians probably, I think, is the answer to it, but well, uh, you know, yeah. we can't say that, obviously. <laughs> well, we just have. Uh, and then the final one was uh, for for the award of uh, what the bloody hell are they doing there? Live performance was Rooney in a VW Beetle, and he was caught earlier on in the year, weren't they? Drink driving and VW Beetle. Um, that wasn't his. That wasn't his. It was another lady's, weren't it? Uh, I, I believe it was. I yes. think that's where a lot of the issue was for him personally as well. Um, but yeah, so that was another one. We've mentioned that a couple of times on the podcast already, haven't we? I think he apologised. Uh, he he issued a statement of apology via Twitter, which I think featured in the uh, quiz we did on episode 15. And he'd not been at Everton too long either, had he? So, uh, anyway, so here we go. Oops. So. <laughs> <laughs> and the winner is Siri. <laughs> What is what the bloody hell are you doing here? What is Siri doing in our podcast? That's well, what I want to find okay, out. Okay, well, anyway, the, the winner then uh, on this occasion, I believe it was uh, he was it was uh, Wayne Rooney in the VW Beetle. So there you go. And then the final award that we're gonna get, we're gonna go for um, is this one. So and we're, we're featuring in this one. I don't know who nominated us. Any ideas? Uh, probably me and you, I guess. <laughs> so the first annual Wowster Awards, the best comedy partnership award, goes to the nominations are Theresa May and the DUP. Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un, because they make a good comedy partnership. Uh, they do. And Fisher and Jimbo. No, sorry. Jimbo and Fisher, 
and Fisher and Jimbo. We're okay. in there twice. In there twice. This is a problem with having two of us. Some people get the, the order wrong, so we've been nominated more than once. Um, what do you think it would be like if Ant and Deck were called Deck and Ant? Or yeah, Hale and Pace were called Pace and Hale? Well, they have to stand yeah. a certain way around, don't they, Ant and Deck? Well, they don't have to, but they choose to, yes. Uh, which, which make, yeah. But and so, as you're looking at it, you have Ant and Deck. Yeah. Do, I don't know whether we have to do that if we're out in public. Probably not. Uh, no, well, we're sat opposite each other at the moment, so <laughs> uh, we used to sit very closely, um, but now we're, there is more distance between us. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so, yeah, the winners of this, then, uh, is... Do you want to, are you ready for this? We'll do it properly this time. Okay. Here we go. And not, not have Siri interrupt. We could just ask Siri who's won. The winner, then, of the Best Comedy Partnership Award goes to... Jimbo and Fisher. Yes, come uh, on. And Theresa May in the DUP was a, was it, was a neck and neck. A, uh, although I do a like thought we're foursome, are we? <laughs> yeah. Although I do like to point out that Fisher and Jimbo, uh, the Fisher and Jimbo option rather than Jimbo and Fisher, got no votes whatsoever. <laughs> so people definitely prefer is the, the Jimbo and Fisher way around, which can be quite difficult. Because if you ever if you ever Google or or tweet or like search, do a Twitter search for Jimbo and Fisher, because I tried this out to see how much our podcast came up, it comes up with an American football coach called Jimbo Fisher. Well, I'm sure he must be a very intelligent man who combines the skills of two people into one, no doubt, which is probably why he makes a good coach, because he can combine defence and attack. Is that right? Uh, yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. Is there anybody that you'd like to give a um, a mention to? Is there any Lifetime Achievement Awards you want to give out at this stage, Fisher? Uh, not as yet, but I can't help notice that the uh, DUP... Um, their leader is called Arlene Foster. And every time I try and say her name, I always think of Arlene Phillips from Strictly Come Dancing. <laughs> I'm not sure whether that's just me or other people, I don't know. <laughs> that brings to a close the annual, first annual Wows, Wowskers Awards. It's on to the irregular, regular feature. Is that right, or is it the regular, regular feature? The regular, irregular feature, because we do it regularly, but what we actually do is quite irregular. Yeah. Uh, Once again, I'm doing a quiz, so the regular, regular feature. Um, And following the news this week that the leader of UKIP, Henry Bolton, uh, has left his girlfriend, Jo Marnie, after she sent racist text, uh, which makes an unusual example of a politician leaving his family in order to spend more time with work, um, I decided to do a quiz based on... Uh, UKIP and the scandals that they've had over the last sort of 10, 15 years. Um, obviously, for people complaining, saying this is unfair to single out UKIP, but uh, at some point we will no doubt do it with other political parties as well. Maybe the politician we mentioned earlier who uh, fell asleep in Parliament could have joined UKIP. <laughs> he, UKIP in Parliament? He could well have done. Uh, at last, they've actually got some rep- representation in Parliament. <laughs> uh, so the quiz is called you, P- you Kipping Me or You Kidding Me? Okay. Uh, which is probably a terrible name, but never mind. Um, so shall we get on with it? Go for it. And uh, first question is, what did MEP Godfrey Bloom say about working pregnant ladies in 2004? Did he say, women who want to have a, sp- a baby should resign and allow another women- woman to take their job? Or, it's great that women get maternity pay and it's a sign of the forward-thinking country that we are. 
Um, okay, so you, you're going to have to have made one of these up again, aren't you? Uh, I, I, have, <laughs> I have, broadly speaking, made, well, I've made all of them, all the other answers up, uh, although a few of them are actually laced with a bit of truth, to be fair. Okay, so this is what one U- UKIP member of, uh, what did the UKIP member The UKIP says? member of European Parliament said, yes, to okay. say that any woman who wants to have a baby um, should resign and let another woman take her job, or is it great that we have maternity pay? Without being too cruel to UKIP, it could only, to me, sound like, for, the, for it to be in this quiz, it could only really be the first one. Well, it wouldn't really be much of a scandal, would it, <laughs> if uh, he said that uh, having maternity pay is a great thing. Uh, you are, of course, right, and... Uh... He also made comments about businesses that want to take on women of uh, childbearing age, um, saying that uh, they must be mad to do that. Um, as part of the same incident, what did Godfrey Bloom say that women should do more of at home? Was it do the ironing or clean behind the fridge? Um... Okay. <laughs> Clean behind the fridge is quite a difficult thing to do, especially if it's integrated. <laughs> that would be very, very tough, yeah. Oh, these women, they're not very really fit for anything. Was Other than, I'll tell you what, getting out a spanner and unplumb- <laughs> unplumbing my fridge and taking it out and was, then cleaning behind it. Well, I, I, anybody had struggled to clean behind the fridge. Was, was, is it Geoffrey, you say, this gentleman's called? Uh, I think his actual name is Godfrey. Godfrey? Yeah. Okay, so Godfrey then. Um, what would he... I'm going to have to go with the first one because I, the clean behind the fridge just sounds like an odd one. Okay. Um, so you think it was do the ironing? Yeah, yeah, it was do the ironing. Okay, uh, you would be wrong. Oh, right, okay. He did say that uh, women should clean behind the fridge, um, which, as we've already said, is a very difficult task. <laughs> so, um, in 2005, election candidate John Howson stepped down after he advocated a return for what? Was it the British Empire or was it the removal of the vote for women? Um... Okay, so the 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 British Empire. Uh, just give me a bit of background on that. That is like the old sort of uh, sitcom, mid nineties. It got Chris Barry in, I think, <laughs> uh, based at Leisure Centre. Um, <laughs> yes, it's. I, I believe it's when we used to basically go into countries and claim them as our own. Yeah, so that's ours. This is ours as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the first one on this occasion. Then the the British Empire he wanted to bring back. Uh, you will be right. But then again, it'd give more women more time to clean behind the fridge. If if they didn't have the right to vote, they'd have less time voting and more time to clean behind the fridge, I suppose, is what people might... Some people... Well, some UKIP MPs might say, not myself. Yeah, yeah alas, some joined-up thinking from a political party. <laughs> um, and we just mock them. Um, so, uh, Welsh UKIP councillor Adam Brown, uh, councillor for Merthyr Tydfil, uh, he resigned in 2010. Why was this? He ran an online poll... Asking whether people would like to have sex with convicted uh, but subsequently exonerated murderer Amanda Knox. I'm not sure if you remember. Uh, um, uh, yeah, the uh, Meredith Kircher uh, case. Uh, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, so did he run an online poll asking people whether they'd like to have sex with her? Uh, or did he object to paying a bill for printing so he resigned? Um, I mean, there's a slight difference between those two. I appreciate. <laughs> to make the first one up, um, I'd probably suggest call, you know getting a doctor or something to come and see you because that's a really odd one to make up. So, um, w- was his poll more popular than what ours are? Uh, I couldn't tell you. I've not, uh, <laughs> and obviously it may not have actually existed. So I wouldn't want to give that. Uh, I'm going to have away. to go with the first one. Okay, and you would be wrong. Wrong. <laughs> you made that up. No, I didn't uh, make that up. <laughs> He he ran a, he, in two thousand nine. The scandal was that he ran the poll 
um, asking as to whether people would like to have sex with um, Amanda Knox, Foxy Noxy, as I believe she was ridiculously nicknamed. Um, he then said, that was something I did over two years ago when I was a bit younger. Uh, he then transpired that was a lie as well, and actually done that two months ago. Um, but he didn't resign over it. However, he did resign next year over an argument as to who was paying a bill for some printing. Um, he'd obviously got his priorities very much um, <laughs> bang on in terms of what the uh, correct ethical behaviour was for a, a town council, no doubt. Uh, same person again, Adam Brown. Um, is this about? Uh, is this is this about the thing that he didn't resign for? Uh, no, this okay. is. Uh, what is his connection to football grounds in the UK? Did he claim to have been a member of the '92 club, having visited all the grounds in the league during a two-week charity cycle? Uh, but this turned out to be a lie. Or was he banned from all grounds in the UK following a drunken incident? Um, so you're familiar hmm. with the 92 clubs, so you have to visit all the um, all the grounds in the UK. I think part of the 92 club is actually go and watch a game of football at each ground, uh, but I think people also claim to be a member if they've actually just, just been to a ground. Just had a photograph outside of it. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, let, let's go with the second one on this occasion. He, he got into a drunken argument. Um, I'll, I would predict and allege that maybe he said something he shouldn't, maybe a bit out of order, and particularly with football clamping down on things that they should be clamping down on, I think maybe he got a lifetime ban from all the football grounds as a result of whatever he said or did. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure whether it's an appropriate time to make a joke about kicking racism out of football, maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I wouldn't want to make a joke like that, obviously. Um, you'll be right. Do we know exactly what he said, or is it not something worth repeating? Uh, I don't know. I'm not too sure of the precise nature of the uh, of the uh, incident. To be fair, though, that many things I have to try and read through in terms of UKIP scandal to actually filter it down to just get 10 questions that I can't remember the details of absolutely everything. Yeah, no, we haven't got all um, night. You know. <laughs> We're um, trying to keep our podcast to 40 minutes. Uh, in t- 2013, it emerged Nigel Farage's former school teacher objected to his appointment as a school prefect when he was at school. What reason were given in the letter? In the letter, the teacher stated Farage was a fascist and a racist, and therefore inappropriate as prefect. Or, in the letter, the teacher was concerned that Farage's drinking and smoking made him a poor role model for younger students. I was going to say, he can't, it might have been something he can't, he can't be a prefect because he's always got a pint of beer attached to his hand, whether, <laughs> you know, he's just permanently there. We've, we've, we see that, don't we, on the telly, whenever yes. he gets interviewed, he's always got a pint in his hand. Um, which people, you know, if people only ever saw us when we were podcasting, that could be the same, although on this occasion it's dry January for you. I'm going to go with Nigel Farage and the, and the second one, um, he was uh, with his drinking and all that kind of thing. Okay, uh, you'll be wrong oh I'm not doing so well this time plausible as though that was it was actually the case that uh, the teacher wrote a letter allegedly saying that uh, Farage was a fascist and a racist and therefore inappropriate Um, back to our friend Godfrey Bloom again in 2013 how did he describe David Cameron did he say he's a ponty toff and it's hardly a surprise to learn about the pig incident or did he say he's a pigeon chested chap like the sort of bloke I used to beat up? <laughs> um, okay. Um, I mean, for one, some people might agree with you, Kip. For, for some <laughs> of them, I'm joking. That's a bit cruel. Um, or is it both? <laughs> Can, is that an option? Uh, no, no. There, oh, there, there okay. are no options where both would uh, would be appropriate. Okay. Um, let's go then. Let's 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 go with the first one, the the pig one. You're wrong. My my guessing's not been very good. I mean, I am completely guessing these, and it's not been very good tonight. No, no, it's okay. Um, as I say, it's quite a difficult uh, quiz, given the plausibility of so many <laughs> of these things. Um, so, uh, can you remember Paul Nuttall, who was the leader in the last election for UKIP? I do remember him, yeah. Um, what did he falsely claim on his LinkedIn profile? 
go I, this, I'm, this seems to be. I, I, I think I might know the answer to this one. But, but you give the answer. I can't remember what what the answer might be, but I think I'll know which what it is when you say it. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> did he falsely claim that Jimbo would know the answer to this question? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, did he claim to have earned a PhD from Liverpool Hope University in 2004? But was, this was disproved because they didn't start awarding PhDs until 2009. Or did he claim to have been a former committee member for the Spirit of Shankly group, which is a Liverpool FC supporters group, who responded by saying that he'd never even been a member, as far as we were, let alone on the committee. And here's another example of uh, MPs using the internet rather <laughs> badly. Um, it's all right, his secretary did it, no doubt. <sighs> it's so difficult. I, I know. I remember reading something about this, but I can't remember. Both of them, again, sound like it could... It was definitely... Cl- he was claiming to d- be something or be part of something that he wasn't, and I'm... And I know he's from Liverpool. He's got. He's definitely a scouser, isn't he, in terms of the accent and so on. He is, yes. So I'm going to go with the second one. You'd be wrong. Oh, I don't believe it. <laughs> I like the rationale being that um, that was probably true because it was involved in Liverpool and the first one involved Liverpool Hope University, but uh, but never mind. I completely uh, missed that point. Didn't uh, I? It's okay. Sorry. Um, he did. Com- he did. Um, claim as well on, the, on his on his own website that he'd lost personal friends in the Hillsborough disaster, which turned out to be a load of rubbish as well. And then, w- when questioned on it, said, "Well, which website did you read that from?" And then the journalist pointed out it was his. <laughs> um, but there we go. And in 2014, UKIP organised a UKIP festival in Croydon. What went wrong with it? Was it that the steel band booked to provide entertainment were booked under false pretences, and when they turned up? realising it was a UKIP event, refused to play because they didn't want to support UKIP? Or was it that in spite of having two town councillors, they forgot to apply to local council for an entertainment licence for the event and police closed the event following a complaint about the noise from a local resident? Okay. Um, again, both very plausible, both very likely to have occurred. You think that you think that UKIP might have had two town councillors? Oh, that's <laughs> well, plausible. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, we'll go with the first one, the, st- the steel drums then, the steel drummers who turned up and didn't realise who exactly they were playing for or who they were s- sort of representing at this event and they decided not to play instead. You're right. Ah, excellent. Now, this is good because what they could have done is they could have got like, Nigel Farage in, maybe Paul Nuttall and some of the others, and they could have, <laughs> they could have played the steel drums themselves. That would have been entertainment. Uh, that would have been a very unusual form of entertainment. You've, <laughs> not, even, you've not played your cheer yet, Jimbo. Oh, there you go, there you go. That's cheering my correct answer and not um, not Nigel Farage, Paul Nuttall and the others on the steel drums. <laughs> yeah, for a fantastic performance. Um, so this is the final question. In UKIP or, or what was it called? Are you kipping me or are you kidding me? Final I could question. have answered with your kip, you kipping me yeah. instead of... I could have actually oh. given them as the answers. We could have done, yeah. We're going to have to go back and record the whole thing again. <laughs> and you might actually get a few right this time. Um, so, following a verbal assault in the European Parliament by Nigel Farage on EU President Herman van Rompuy, when he said that van Rompuy had the charisma of a damp rag, how did UKIP's website respond? Did they apologise, saying that whilst they didn't actually disagree with Farage's comments and believe that he was actually a damp rag and had the charisma of a damp rag, they acknowledged that Farage was actually quite rude and wasn't in keeping with the proper British values of respect and courtesy that UKIP upholds? Or did they start selling tea towels with pictures of the EU president on them, advertising them as a genuine Belgium damp rag? Well, we are sat in my kitchen, and if you just look over there on the uh, hooks, there is actually a tea towel there with the uh, EU president. Now, I'm only joking. Has uh, it been signed by Nigel Farage? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't own that tea towel, unfortunately. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the interesting answer on that one. And would they so actually neither. would they actually do the tea towel thing? I'm going to go with that one. You are right. 
Oh, pulled it back towards the end of the quiz. We could have had that in the last episode, couldn't we? The tea towelizer. Oh, exactly. The yeah. tea towelizer. Uh, so that was it. Uh, I'm not sure how many you got that right there. Um, I think I've probably about three out of or four out of twelve was it or something? Uh, well, it was out of ten, so at least you're probably only getting uh, <laughs> three or four out of ten. But uh, hopefully, uh, in something like this. Whilst you've not done very well, uh, I don't think you're the biggest loser uh, to be mentioned within this uh, Uh, segment. And I'm sure this time next year, we'll have another 12 completely new UKIP scandals to to be quizzed on. Uh, Maybe I'll quiz you next time, for sure. Maybe, and I'm sure we'll be able to do it with other political parties as well. But then we've got to think up of like other sort of pun names, if you know what I mean, for, you know, you keep, are you keep, are you kidding me? You kipping me, are you kidding me? We'd have to do the same with other political parties. Um, yeah, so we'll have, that'll become another task for me in the, <laughs> in the gap between the ne- this podcast and the next podcast. Okay, so I think we're now we're just about at the end, aren't we? We're on to our social media updates. Uh, pretty much, yeah. And uh, be, if you might remember that we uh, mentioned that I'd, on my travels I'd been out and about and I saw a van that had an interesting business name, and it was a it was a dog grooming van. It had a really really interesting business name, and uh, what it was called was um, Snip Doggy Dog. It was a dog grooming van, and then as a result of that, I, I sent it to a, a Twitter account called Punny Business, which I'm a big fan on Punny Business or Business Punny is what you'll find it on as on Twitter. And as a result of that. Um, they tweeted it, retweeted it, and we got loads of new followers, didn't we? Uh, well, might be a very four. loose definition of the word loud, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we got uh, we got more followers than we had before, which is good. So a, a big shout out to, to Punny Business, because um, it was quite nice of them to, to do that. And also, I thought, in that case, because I enjoyed it so much, can I read you a couple more Punny Businesses out, and you can maybe have a guess at what these are? You can. Okay, so here we go then. Jack the Clipper. Um, is he some kind of men's hairdressers? You are oh, correct. I, I did once. I, I was thought about this in the podcast last week when you're asking me about um, interesting names. I once saw a hairdressers in Sheffield called British Hairways. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's yeah. another one. You could you could have took a picture and sent it into Punny Business. Uh, the next one then. Um, this is this is a van. Okay, now it's not it's not an actual shop. It's it's on a van. If that helps. Okay, brim full of rasher. That must be a bacon seller of some <laughs> form, surely. Yes, that is correct. Um, there is a, there is some funny ones as well, that ones that don't mean to be um, sort of business puns. They don't mean to be puns. In fact, they're not puns. They're just they're just really badly named, and particularly when you have to put things together in a in a website address. Mm-hmm. So, do you remember a few years ago? Um, I think. Um, Susan Boyle did a an album release, and she she did a hashtag. So it's Susan album party that it sounds like Su- Su- Yeah, it was Sue's album or Susan's album party. Sue's anal bum party, <laughs> I think, or something like that. Well, there's a there's a van there's a company on Twitter who have uh, put their well it, it's on Pony Business's Twitter. They've put their They've put theirs together in an email address, so they've put the the whole business um, in one line on the email address. If you know what I mean. So the uh, the company is called Gas Heating Zone. So you might want to put that together and work <laughs> and work out what what it looks like if you read the uh, email address. <laughs> if you read if you read it wrong and don't have don't put the gaps where there should be gaps. Oh right, okay, yes, yes, uh, yes. I can <laughs> so imagine just, what that would be. Yes. <laughs> so that's uh, gasheatingzone.com. Um, yeah, you can quite easily uh, misread that. Yeah, get a pen and paper out and write it down and then 
I presume the you had an extra letter on the end of the word <laughs> gas, don't you? We've got we've got a trade a tradesman here as well, um, who's who does a particular trade, um, and you can guess what trade it is. And his his business name is Flatboy Skim. Uh, is he a plasterer of some form? To guess, you would be correct. Excellent, yes. And then the, there's another one. Uh, back to sort of trades as well. And we'll we'll finish. We'll do this as a. I think we'll. Oh no, we'll do we'll do two more actually. Uh, so this one then um, is a skip that has been dressed up to look like a ship, basically. And uh, can you guess what the what the name of the company is? Skip ships for hire? No, I can't don't make any sense, does it? Um, so I presume it's a skip company, but it's got yep. some kind of nautical theme. Yeah. So Skipper, is that, is that a reference to the captain of the boat being called the Skipper? No, it's good. Oh, okay. It's Battle Skips. Battle Skips, oh, It looks okay. particularly good. And then the last one uh, I'm going to finish on um, is this one, and it's a tanning studios, and uh, it's named after, I believe it's a country or a place, a town, I think it's a country, Tanzania. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, if you like that, it's business punny and you can have a look at loads more. Um, and if you get any yourself, please send them into us or to business punny because it's a really funny Twitter account and I like looking at business pun names. Uh, anything else for social media? Obviously, you can just get into. Oh, we did it. We did a bit of a, a poll, didn't we? A poll on uh, on the Sheffield Derby, which finished um, nil nil. Um, we asked people, didn't we, before the before the match, um, what do they think the the score will be? Or who do you think will win in the Sheffield Derby? Would it be Sheffield or Derby? <laughs> uh, it was the hilarious joke, and not Sheffield Wednesday and Sheffield United. A lot of people would voted for Sheffield, and it didn't yeah. upset anybody actually, because that can upset people, can't it? When when uh, Sky Sports reporters and uh, reporters on the telly call one of the Sheffield team Sheffield, it can get us quite annoyed. It's one of those things that really gets on his nerves. It does. Anyway. Um, that's pretty much all we've got time for, so just time to wrap up by telling you uh, how you can get in touch with us. That will be at Waste of Webspace on Twitter. Uh, we have got a Facebook page as well. You can check that out on Facebook, Waste of Webspace. There's www.wasteofwebspace.co.uk. I don't think our website address um, sounds anything rude when you read it differently. Uh, don't believe